Another slow start and an underwhelming performance leads to a 4-1 loss at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's talk about it next on Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105.3 The Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe. Never miss an episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. The Dallas Stars fall to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night by a final score of 4-1, to one, and a pretty underwhelming performance all the way around for Dallas they got off to a slow start better second period and then Toronto closed it out into the third period and I have plenty of thoughts and plenty of things I want to get into but first today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper download the Sleeper app and use promo code locked on NHL to get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see Sleeper's terms of use for details we'll start here The slow starts have got to stop, and they continued last night. And the reason I'm going to harp on this a bit harder than I would usually early on this season, one, it's become a theme, and also your margin for error really slims when you play that way in a first period, especially against a team like Toronto. And when you're playing catch-up, this team is probably not going to be that great at playing from behind. Most teams aren't. And the Stars in the past, of course, have done well to play from behind. But when you're playing a team like Toronto that loves to play offense, they're young, they're high-flying, they're going to get their opportunities, and they're going to bury you. And eventually, they did. They got a few bounces that went their way, and they forced the issue, and they were able to capitalize a few times. But the margin for error just really, really slim. So even when you play a great second period, a dominating period like they did, and one bounce goes the way for Toronto, you end up on the losing end. And that's why the slow starts are very, very frustrating. At the end of the day, we're six games into this thing, so I'm not hammering the panic button by any means, but I would like to see Dallas play a little bit better in the first 10 minutes of a period because, like I mentioned, the margin for error really, really slims when you get off to those slow starts and you can't constantly be feeling your way into the game and with your backup goaltender in net, Wedgwood, who was very, very good in the contest, but you would like to help him out a bit more and Toronto had a few really point-blank chances, and of course they opened up the scoring on the 4-on-4, and there was a list of problems on that goal. You could have blamed almost three guys for it. Uh, Esselandell missed him. Pavelski didn't mark him. Either way, someone has to mark Morgan Riley, who was left all alone, and he was able to uh, beat Scott Wedgwood for the win. But the, the first period flows or inconsistencies continue the stars have been outshot 70 to 47 in the first 20 minutes so far this year 
which uh, I don't have to tell you uh, is not very good. And they've been outscored five to two and they haven't been very connected. Of course, DeBoer kept the same lines that we saw in the second half against Pittsburgh on Tuesday night. And he tried to see if that would inject some offense. And, you know, it's not for the lack of chances. I mean, the stars are getting to the good areas. They're, they're getting opportunities. Uh, looking at the scoring chances in general, it was 22 or 35 to 22 in favor of the stars. Uh, high dangers was 16 to nine. So they're, they're getting to the right areas. That hasn't been the issue. It's kind of just lack of execution right now, which granted it will probably come at some point. Sometimes it just feels like nothing is going in. They've played some really good netminders too early this year. We've had some very, very good performances. Uh, and Joseph Wall, who I talked about in the preview yesterday, he's come in and he's done a phenomenal job. Sheldon Keefe may have found his guy. And... He was very, very good, 28 of 29 uh, for the young kid. And uh, he was good when he had to be. Stars didn't make his life all that tough. Uh, it was actually 31 for 32, excuse me, uh, in the contest. Uh, but but Wool was very good, and he picks up a, another win. And he came in against that horrendous start for Samsonov against Washington, made 29 for 29 there led them to uh, another victory before coming into Dallas. And uh, he was steady once again, very good, controlled his rebounds. Stars didn't get very interior credit to Toronto too in the first. It took away a lot of time and space. They made it tough. But th as the game wore, wrong, wore along, the Stars got better, which is a positive. Unfortunately, that's another thing that's been kind of a theme. It's you're waiting 15 minutes to finally get into your game. In this case, it was really 20 before they really hit their stride. And uh, it, it was just kind of too little too late at that point. Um, the fourth line was really good. Marchment, Craig Smith, and Foxa. Uh, Craig Smith was the best forward, I think, <laughs> in the entire game. He was creating uh, chances. He was working hard. There was determination. There was urgency from him, which you can't say up and down the lineup. The stars look a bit lethargic sometimes, just a little bit slow getting to pucks. And Toronto was just quicker on some things, but I thought Craig Smith played an excellent game. Whatever line he was on seemed to be driving the majority of chances. And he had an opportunity to play with Ben and Johnston as DeBoer continues to kind of mumble jumble some lines just to see what he has in some some guys but I thought the fourth line was uh very good uh Robertson was a bit missing in action tonight he was just not quite himself didn't look like himself rope is kind of been the only guy so far on the top line and that's no disrespect to Joe Pavelski as well uh he just didn't have his best night but to Stay on Joe Pavelski. Congratulations. Celebrated his, of course, his thousandth point that he collected last year uh, against Detroit. Um, but uh, Rope was was pretty good in the in the uh, in the contest. Uh, but just once again, it's just the slow starts, and if if you're not executing, it, it becomes very very tough uh, to play from behind. And when you get a netminder that's sharp and ready to go. 
it, it makes it very, very tough to come back. But uh, Thomas Hardley played well. He he was positive. He's looked very, very good the last three nights, which uh, is a great sign. He's playing a lot. Uh, had some great chances. Unfortunately, did not cash in, but he's been good. Uh, some of the time on ice numbers at five on five, uh, Miro played 26. He played a ton during the stretch. It was good to see them on the six on five. That's a silver lining is that they get some work in on that. Unfortunately, just cannot really get anything in front of wall or any just shot through from the blue line. Um, and, and that's bled over into the power play. And we've talked about that at nauseum power play. Once again, just bleh to put it like that. I guess as a sound, just they're they they've struggled to make tape to tape passes into the zone, and uh, maybe they're just making that extra pass right now, and they haven't been able to get shots through that first layer of defense either, and not really jumping on second chance opportunities so far, uh, and when they really needed a power play goal when they went down three one. Uh, they end up getting a pretty soft call uh, against, what was it, Klingberg or Tavares. It was Klingberg that went to the box for it. And when they really needed one, just could could not get the goal they needed. And that was something they were so good at last year. When they had to have one, they got it. And right now, it's just it hasn't been there. So the coaching staff has to go back to the drawing board there uh, because just nothing's working so far. And you look at the heat map too on the power play. They're just nowhere near the net. It's a lot of perimeter work. And of course they want to get Robo involved. Robertson's being taken out. If it's a man, he's being taken out of the equation. The whole penalty kill for every team that I've seen, they're all shading over to the right circle where Robertson likes to call home. This is like Ovechkin treatment almost where, yeah, you're not going to get 40, eight this year you're not gonna get 50 you're gonna have to do it five on five because we're not gonna allow you to tee off uh on the man advantage and they're all shading that way and they have rope over on the left side but it's not really on his off wing so that one-timer ability is not there and Miro's having trouble getting shots through right now ton of block shots 23 I think uh for Toronto uh and the stars weren't great in the dots either uh, the numbers there, I think it was, I think they only won 17 draws on the night, uh, 45% for the uh, entire uh, game for the Stars, which uh, is uh, a bit uncharacteristic uh, for the Stars as well. Wedgwood was fine, 20 of 23, uh, you know, not his fault by any means, <laughs> was, was pretty sturdy, made a couple of phenomenal stops. It could have been a lot worse a lot earlier, but Toronto with a 4-1 to win on the road against Dallas Stars fall in regulation for the first time, and they continue their struggles against the Maple Leafs. Uh, Toronto's had a lot of success here recently against the Stars. Let's uh, continue to break this one down. Uh, we'll touch on the slow starts uh, a bit more. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I, I know I've, I've touched on it, but uh, it's just kind of been the, the story so far uh, you know, six games into the season. And uh, we'll touch on more of this game here in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by 
Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From 5000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can improve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's much easier process than you might imagine. You can invite the many entrepreneurs we want to invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling at 203-675-0071, 203-675-0071, or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case, you've heard me talk about it before, a personalized emergency medicine kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Customizability for your Jace case dozens of add-on medications and you can choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs right we're all different we're all different human beings our bodies are all different you need specific medications sometimes and they're continually working to expand their medication offerings and their most recent efforts as well they've added ivermectin as an option in the jace case you can get yourself one or you can get one for your friends or family. You can buy them a gift card and your loved ones can get a Jace case of their own. And you do that by going to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. Alrighty, back here on Locked On Stars. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Go ahead and subscribe. We're almost to 2,000 subscribers. Uh, We can get there before the end of the month, the start of November. That would be phenomenal. I hope everybody's ready to enjoy your weekend. A couple days off for Dallas before they jump back on the saddle and take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And uh, that uh, is a great opponent to have a bounce back game against. Hopefully. Hopefully they do. Um, Let's dig into this game a little bit more as the Stars fall to the Maple Leafs by a final score of 4-1. to one. And I mentioned the slow starts and how the Stars have been a bit lethargic in the first 10 minutes or so, just slow to get to their game. And it's been a problem, and it's just kind of bleeding into every part of their game. And it's kind of bled into the power play where it's just not as fluid. They're not as rapid. They're having trouble getting opportunities off the rush on the man advantage was something they, they were so good at uh, a season ago. And uh, they're just really, really struggling to capitalize there. Uh, And then the penalty kill finally broke down for the first time. It was going to be tough <laughs> with Toronto. You give them a, a four-minute uh, double minor on Hockenpah for the high sticking, and then you give up your first goal on the penalty kill thanks to Tyler Bertuzzi, a nice tip in front of Wedgwood to beat him. But that personnel for Toronto is phenomenal. They were at 35% coming into the game, and uh, it was going to make or break you tonight. 
and they got the insurance goal they needed. And then when the stars went on the power play, unable to cash in when they needed it. Um, just some more of the numbers to, to just kind of look into ones that maybe be uh, a, a bit concerning. Uh, I, I guess you could say in, in, in the long run, um, just some of the analytic numbers, at least the, the Corsi percentage, uh, this line didn't play very much, just three minutes, but it actually has Marchment, Fox and Delandria at 75%, uh, their, their Corsi, uh, four percentage. So Marchment was actually really good. It was his best game of the year. He, he, he cashed in. It was good to see him, uh, finally get on the board, his first goal of the season, and right now, that looks like a trio that is going to work for, for now. Um, he, he was playing a bit more direct. He was creating turnovers, creating havoc. And uh, an excellent pass by Matt Duchesne, too. Can't forget about him uh, assisting back-to-back games for Matt Duchesne. Beautiful little move into the offensive zone, lays it off. And uh, Marchment buries it for the only goal. And unfortunately, that was... The only really time it felt like the stars came in and got wool moving from side to side, moving laterally, and then they beat him. Other than that, it was, it was a lot of shots from distance and, and perimeter work. Uh, and, and wool was very, very good, uh, in limiting rebound and, and opportunities. Um, just not a lot of chances kind of in that 10 foot radius for Dallas at all, uh, in, in front of wool, and it comes comes back to bite them scoring chances though they outnumbered the maple leaves 35 to 22 total and i'm sure the majority of those and a lot of them in the third period especially came with the six on five uh in toronto once they got their third goal they're not really looking to go up so they're going to play a different style of game the stars were going to give them all they had and they still couldn't bury one um so it it, but it, it it's hard to say it's the lines are, are bad or they're not working because the lines I, I, I feel have worked. It's just you're not scoring. <laughs> and, and, and it's easier said than done every time. But I've liked Dodonov with Duchesne and Sagan. I think Sagan played a heck of a game. Um, ben and Johnson, I think, can really play with anybody. I, I don't really think it matters who you put with them. Uh, Johnston has probably been the most consistent forward so far this season. And I think you can plop anybody with them and they're going to get their chances. And, and that's why it, it's, it's tough for me to come on here and be like, Oh man, the offense sucks. Like, yeah, they're not scoring at what, at the rate they would like. I understand that. Uh, but it, it's not for the lack of just complete effort or, uh, it's not like they're not getting to the right areas. Yes, they've been a bit discombobulated sometimes, but I mean, they had more than enough chances to win this hockey game. I, I don't think that was a ton of issues. Uh, Toronto was just a better team flat out, though. They were flat out the better team. Uh, the first period was all Toronto. Stars kind of returned the favor in the second. And then in the third, Toronto played an excellent game with a lead. I, I mean, they shut it down. They got great goaltending and they had great opportunistic offense when they got their power play, the four minute they cashed in. And that's what uh, a good team's going to do. And and really uh, the stars were, were outplayed. And 
Dallas, you could say, has been outplayed in a lot of their games. It's been very underwhelming for the first six. Uh, they haven't played that great. They took a right step against Pittsburgh, and they had a good period. But as we all know, good periods aren't going to win you hockey games. And that's just kind of what's been the, the story of it so far. And as I've said, the margin for error just slims to zilch. When you get off to a slow start, Toronto gets a lead. You're playing from behind. Yeah, and you have to do all that work to equalize it. And you're having a phenomenal second period. feels like you should be up. You feel like you deserve to have the lead hanging into the third. Toronto gets the puck in deep. Takes a weird hop. Boom, boom. Matthews, Marner, count it. Every single day of the weekend, tight like that. (laughs) And then Marner uh, beat Wedgwood. So, um that's the end of my gripes there with, with the slow starts and everything else. Uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, talk a, a bit about, uh, you know, the execution some more and, and just some more overarching opinions and, and observations. Uh, and then we'll wrap up this week and we're going to turn the page to Monday. Okay. It's a good thing. We have a weekend. We can dissect this. We'll chew on it. And uh, the stars will be back on Monday to face the, Columbus Blue Jackets. So, and uh, we'll get into that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Jason Robertson, not off to a good start, but he could score 50 goals. Also, the Stars could hoist the Stanley Cup and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contest. All those wonderful players you can choose from too. You can pick Sagan. You can pick Robertson, hence McDavid, who's hurt right now, but Ovechkin, Crosby. You can pick anybody, and all you got to do is pick more or less in certain statistics like goals, assists, saves. Also, you can play the NFL. You can play NBA with the Mavericks starting up, the NBA in general, World Series in town. You only had about one week left to, to play some uh, Major League Baseball. But you have all those different opportunities to win 100 times your bets on Sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Stars fans, and you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and with location availability. Time to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Stars. We're going to crumple it up, toss it in the trash can, and we're going to be done with Thursday night's loss to the Maple Leafs and we're going to move on. That's what we have to do. It's a long journey and there's a lot of hockey left uh, throughout the year, but uh, just with the expectations that many of us have coming in to, uh, to the season, it's just, it's frustrating to say the least. It's been frustrating because you're just waiting for it to click and it's like, oh my goodness, the stars are rolling and just running over everybody and it hasn't happened quite yet, but uh, that's why I'm not going to be hammering the panic button. Uh, There's, there's good signs. Look, they have the, the components and the recipe for success. 
I thought the Stars played very, very well defensively too. Uh, Even in the third period, they did not give up a ton other than the power play, which that's going to happen against a a phenomenal team and personnel that the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs trot out there on a nicely basis or nightly basis, I should say. But defensively, I, I thought they were, they were pretty sound in that second period. I mean, all Toronto could do was flip it out of their own end change. And the stars were coming downhill. And that was the Genesis of their one goal. They had a dominating shift for two and a half minutes in Toronto in, and they finally cleared their zone. They tried to sneak in a change and Duchesne and Marchment made them pay. And that's what we want to see and probably the envisions that many of us had for this Stars team. Uh, That second period right there. And that's what I'm going to try to really, really focus on going forward. If you can build off that second period, Stars are going to be just fine. And that's the peak, maybe not the peak, but that's at least towards what the Stars are trying to achieve early on this year. And I hate to continue to say, well, training camp was a bit odd. Everybody was hurt. I think it did take some effect. Uh, It certainly did. Not everybody got to play with each other. And as DeBoer has kind of said, it's leaked into the power play too with Rope being out and all that good stuff. But he's looking for more effectiveness from every line besides the top line. And the top line wasn't great besides really Rope uh, in the game. So... He, he's still looking to get that depth and contributions from everybody up and down the lineup. But I, I thought the decor as a whole was very, very solid. Lundquist played another good game. Uh, there was a few gaffes here and there that's going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, it just seems like Lindell's on the ice when those gaffes kind of happened. Uh, but Harley's looked very, very good. I, I he, he He's probably been the best defenseman the last two games. He's made a lot of phenomenal plays. He's a lot more comfortable than he looked early on, like the first hand, like first couple of games. He just looks comfortable. He's using his speed. He's jumping up in the rush. He's creating chances. Uh, and he, he could have had a couple. He, he should have at least had one against Wool. But uh, Wool was phenomenal too. And and maybe I'm a bit harsh in my words and stuff throughout the year. Um it's just kind of built up to this point is reason why I feel like I'm venting. Uh, but Toronto could feel the same way that they played not that great. And really they got a power play in the third and that really helped them win along with their goaltender. So, you know, there's two sides you could think about this, um, which you can kind of feel like in any hockey game, but I, I feel that Toronto probably saying, man, we didn't play our best hockey and we, beat this stars team four to one and they dominated us in the second period. So, you know, a couple more bounces go your way and you're coming out of this thinking a whole uh, different, uh, different way, but really through the first five games, yeah, the stars record has been good, but the hockey hasn't been all that great. Uh, and, And the coaching staff would tell you that too. I'm not, you know, breaking, this is not breaking news here. Uh, unlocked on stars, but uh, uh, tons and tons of things to improve on and a lot of more hockey to play. I'm going to keep telling myself, I'm going to remind you of that as well. Lots and lots of hockey. They're going to get there. Okay. It's just going to, it's going to take them a bit, Uh, but, but they're going to get there and we're going to have a lot of fun here in just a bit and a chance to bounce back 
on Monday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Young team, not very experienced, uh, and you have a chance to to go in, bury them. Bury them and get back on the right track. That's all you can hope for. Stars have been great after losing games. Otter, of course, did not play, but Otter will be back. He's going to be fresh and ready to go. He's been spectacular. So I expect nothing less of Otter on Monday. That's going to do it for Locked On Stars today. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Have a ton of fun. Throw this loss away and get ready. Come in with a clear head for Monday night. You can follow me on the Twitter thing at JoeyTheJet19. Make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe as well. Locked on Stars, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Thank you guys so much once again. I'm going to have a busy weekend of hockey once again. The traveling, the bus rides are tons of fun. So <laughs> uh, I get to another bus ride this weekend. We will see you all once again on Monday. We'll preview the Blue Jackets. Won't want to miss it on Locked On Stars. Thank you so much once again. Enjoy your weekend. And so long, Stars fans.